You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 171. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Hey team, welcome back. So great to have you and I'm excited about our topic today because it is about probiotics. And people were just asking me about probiotics on a Facebook page recently. If you don't follow Earn That Body on Facebook, please do because it is a way that people do ask me to do certain segments and give me different topic ideas. So this one's funny because I already had it in the books to do because a lot of people had questions about probiotics. So we're going to talk about that today. But I do want to let you know I do have a couple sessions coming up soon that are already sort of half sold out, which is sort of surprising. If you are looking for a personalized nutrition and workout program, my full Earn That Body 10-week signature program starts February 24th. And if you're someone who definitely needs to work on their nutrition but doesn't have time for food logging and you don't need the workouts but you definitely need help, then I recommend a program called the Nutrition Recharge and that starts April 20th. So great programs coming up and they're coming up sort of quicker than you think. If you want to be ready for summer bikini season, you might want to get your nutrition and workouts dialed in as soon as possible, but you can always email me, kim at earnthatbody.com, if you have a question about what program might fit your needs and your goals. All right, so we're going to talk about probiotics today because there's a lot of people who take them daily because they've heard they're super healthy and that they're good for us. And I'm not saying that that's wrong, but that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about do you need them? What are they? Are they regulated? Um, You know, do you need to talk to a doctor and do they have any adverse effects as well? But first, this. Now, it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news, or piece of weekly inspiration. In today's Eagle Eye on Health, quick article came out in the Idea Fitness magazine about strength training and weight loss. They said, did you know that resistance training does much more than build strong muscles and bones? Research in the past few years has confirmed that lifting weights changes your metabolism in ways that improve health and well-being. That is good news for people with type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, obesity, and high cholesterol levels. A review of research studies noted that resistance training programs typically boost muscle mass by a minimum of 2.2 to 4.4 pounds. Many studies show that weight training programs also reduce visceral fat, which is actually inside the abdominal cavity and isn't easily seen. And visceral fat is associated with the development of abnormal cholesterol levels, hypertension, insulin resistance, type two diabetes, and cardiovascular disease. So once again, as we've always said on this show, strength training is key. It is certainly something that you should be including in your workout program. It isn't something that you should only do because I hear people do that too. They're like, I don't do cardio anymore. I only strength train. I definitely do not recommend that. I recommend two to three days of strength training, two to three days of cardio or some kind of mixture of those, but you need the cardiovascular 
help of the cardio workouts, obviously, and you need the strength training help for the muscles and the bones. And as you can see, it will even put on muscle and then benefit your metabolism. So in combination, everything works together. Have Make sure you have a solid workout plan or program so that everything is included, including those rest days, as we talked about in last week's podcast episode. Okay. Let's talk about probiotics. What are they? Probiotics are foods, or what you probably know as supplements, that contain live microorganisms intended to maintain or improve the good bacteria, which is that normal microflora in the body. And although people often think of bacteria and other microorganisms as harmful as germs, many are actually quite helpful. And some bacteria will help digest food, destroy disease-causing cells, or even produce vitamins. Now, there is a difference between a prebiotic and a probiotic, just so you know. While probiotic foods have live bacteria, the prebiotic foods feed the good bacteria that already live in your gut. And you can find prebiotics in things like asparagus, Jerusalem artichokes, bananas, oatmeal, red wine, honey, maple syrup, and legumes. It looks like I've got prebiotics covered because I eat pretty much all of those things. (laughs) But there is that difference, just so you know, between the pre and probiotic. Now, how exactly do probiotics work? Now, probiotics may have a variety of effects in the body, and different probiotics may act in different ways. So probiotics might help your body maintain a healthy community of microorganisms or help your body's community of microorganisms return to a healthy condition after being disturbed. Probiotics might produce substances that have desirable effects and probiotics might influence your body's immune response. Now, why do you think I keep saying might? because a great deal of research has been done on probiotics, but much remains to be learned about whether they're helpful and safe for various health conditions. Now, probiotics have shown promise for a variety of health purposes, including prevention of antibiotic-associated diarrhea, prevention of necrotizing enterocolitis and sepsis in premature infants, treatment of infant colic, and treatment of periodontal disease. And the last one is the induction or maintenance of remission in ulcerative colitis. However, in most instances, we still do not know which probiotics are helpful and which are not. We also don't know how much of the probiotic people would have to take or would be most likely to benefit Even for the conditions that have been studied the most, researchers are still working toward finding the answers to these questions. And it's sad, but we live in that time, as you know, that once the uh, sort of marketing world and people find out that, oh, probiotics might be good for you, everyone and their mother starts creating a probiotic supplement and putting it on the market and and putting it out there like everybody needs probiotics every day and and you start to hear more and more about it and you think, oh, it's like a vitamin, I should be taking it daily. But you know, that's just the world we live in and that products get made and marketing goes crazy, but 
doesn't necessarily mean that you need it, that it's been fully researched, that we know the long-term research and things like that. And so for probiotics, that's definitely one of those things that's definitely, uh, I'm not gonna say it's talked about in a new, it's not new by any means. People have been talking about probiotics for a while. However, the market and the marketing is what sort of gets promoted more and more. And you might have heard about it more recently or just really just you associate it with a vitamin and something that you should take for digestion. But it's just definitely not necessarily what all people need. Now, can probiotics be harmful? Probiotics have an extensive history of apparently very safe use, particularly for healthy people. However, a few studies have looked at the safety of probiotics in detail, or I should say very few have looked at it in detail. So there's just a lack of solid information on frequency and severity of side effects. The risk of harmful effects from probiotics is mostly greater in people that have severe illnesses or even compromised immune systems. When probiotics are being considered for high-risk individuals, such as like the premature infants that I had said one of the one of the treatments was for, or seriously ill hospital patients, the potential risks of probiotics, they have to be carefully weighed against the benefits because there there can be that risk. Possible harmful effects of probiotics include infections, production of harmful substances by the probiotic microorganisms, and transfer of antibiotic resistance genes from probiotic microorganisms to other microorganisms in the digestive tract. Some probiotic products have even been reported to contain microorganisms other than those listed on the label. In some instances, these contaminants may pose a serious health risk. And as you know, probiotics are considered a supplement, and so that's why the regulation is not that high, and we're gonna talk about that in a moment. Now, what are some of the true benefits of taking the probiotic? Well, microbes in the lower intestinal tract, they help us digest food, fight harmful bacteria, and regulate the immune system. But sometimes there can be this imbalance of the microbes occurring, and that leads to diarrhea or other health problems. Now, when the gut becomes unbalanced with these unhealthy levels of the certain bacteria, probiotics can often restore that balance. And they've been shown to secrete protective substances, which may even turn on the immune system and prevent pathogens from taking hold or creating all kinds of major disease but we're still learning to understand how probiotics may promote health. We're definitely still in that learning phase. Some studies suggest that if you take a probiotic while taking antibiotics, you're less likely to get diarrhea caused by the antibiotic. Probiotics taken as a supplement may also reduce the number of colds you have in a year. Probiotics are commonly used to reduce gastrointestinal symptoms that are not due to acute illness, such as gas, bloating, and constipation. So it definitely has some uses, and it seems like it works for some things, but it's not without effect. Like some people do have side effects, and again, we don't necessarily know which probiotics to take for which things and how much. Now, are probiotics regulated in the United States? Well, 
government regulation of probiotics in the U.S. is pretty complicated. Depending on a probiotic product's intended use, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, that FDA, they might regulate it as a dietary supplement, a food ingredient, or a drug. And many, I would say most, are sold as dietary supplements, which don't require FDA approval before they go to market. Dietary supplement labels may make claims about how the product affects the structure or function of the body without FDA approval, but they aren't allowed to make health claims, such as saying that a supplement lowers your risk of getting a disease without the FDA's consent. Now, if a probiotic is gonna be marketed as a drug for treatment of a disease or a disorder, then it does have to meet much stricter requirements. It must be proven safe and effective for its intended use through clinical trials and be approved by the FDA before it can go to market and be sold. So probiotics are just like all supplements, the ones that are supplements and not considered as a drug, um, and all supplements, as we've discussed many times on this program, they're, they're not regulated by the FDA. Now, I have some people who are like, of course supplements are regulated by the FDA. Just so you know, how it works is they can go to market, they can put supplements on the shelf without any regulation. The only way that the FDA regulates it is if someone finds a problem with that supplement, then it gets reported to the FDA, and at that point, the FDA can do something about it. But it is up to the product and the brand of the product and the company of the product to do the research to make sure this is basically a viable, good, healthy, clean supplement. It's up to them to decide if it goes on the market. So that's a real risk, considering that supplements are a billion-dollar market. So I personally will, I don't take supplements because I do not trust anything that goes on that shelf. Because the last thing I wanna do is take a supplement and then find out five years later after I've been taking the supplement every single day that it had something really bad in it, like heavy metals or other chemicals, or it wasn't actually the strain of probiotic they said it was, and I don't find out for five years, and then it causes God knows what, right? You won't know what you're taking unless someone finds something wrong with it. So there's always a risk with any supplement and probiotics are no different. Now, the question may be this, do you need to take probiotics? Well, guess what? Your body does not need probiotics. You already have healthy bacteria in your gut and your body should be able to handle most of daily life, daily function on its own. But if you have, say, diarrhea, especially when it's linked to specific antibiotics, probiotics might help with the infectious diarrhea and especially, they say, in children. If you have inflammatory bowel disease, IBD, including Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis, some probiotics might keep ulcerative colitis in remission, which means little to no disease activity, and prevent Crohn's disease from relapsing and getting worse. Again, if you please heard that word, it might, it's not for sure. And if you have irritable bowel syndrome, probiotics can sometimes help ease the symptoms, including stomach pain, bloating, gas, diarrhea, and constipation. If those things are a problem for you, I highly recommend you talk to your doctor about it 
And I always say, first try foods that have probiotics in them. If you can work with the foods that are real and meant for the body, not supplements, and see if that has any positive effect on these problems you might be having before you hit the supplements. Now that might lead you to ask, well, what foods should I be eating, right? What foods do have prebiotics? Well, there's about nine solid foods that you could eat that have these probiotics. Yogurt being the best one. It's one of the most familiar sources of probiotics. It's that good bacteria that keep a healthy balance in your gut. And studies suggest that probiotics can help ease lactose intolerance. They also may help tame gas, diarrhea, and other stomach issues. You can pay extra for brands with certain probiotics, but any that have live and active cultures are what generally will help. So you definitely want it to say that. You wanna know that it has the live and active cultures in the yogurt, but that's one of the number one ways to get those probiotics. Number two, this is an interesting one, sauerkraut. They want you to choose the unpasteurized kind, however. The pasteurizing process, which is used to treat most of the supermarket brands that you're used to, kills the active good bacteria. Sauerkraut and the similar but spicy Korean dish called kimchi are also loaded with immune-boosting vitamins that can help ward off infection. The third one, the third food item that has some probiotics is a popular breakfast food in Japan. This fermented soybean paste can get your system moving. It is called miso soup. You probably know it well if you go for sushi, right? Probiotic filled miso is often used to make a salty soup that's low in calories and high in B vitamins and protective antioxidants. Another probiotic, food are soft cheeses. They say that they're good for your digestion, but not all probiotics can survive the journey through your stomach and intestine. So research finds that strains in fermented soft cheeses like Gouda are hearty enough to make it through. The fifth one is kefir, spelled K-E-F-I-R. And according to legend, shepherds in the the Caucasus Mountains, which divides southeastern Europe from Asia, discovered the milk they carried tended to ferment into a bubbly beverage. It's thick, it's creamy and tangy like yogurt, and kefir has its own strains of probiotic bacteria, plus a few helpful yeast varieties. I keep saying I'm gonna try kefir because I see it in the market and I've never tried it. So if you're listening to this podcast and you can get onto my Earn That Body Facebook page where I post this particular podcast, will you type in the comments and let me know if you've ever tried kefir and what you think of it? Because it sounds kind of interesting to me. sounds kind of scary to me also. It's thick, it's creamy, it's tangy, I don't know. I'm gonna try it, let me know. (laughs) The sixth food that has probiotics is sourdough bread. The next time you make a sandwich, they say, they want you to pay attention to what's holding your cold cuts and your cheese. San Francisco's famous sourdough bread packs a probiotic that may help your digestion. Number seven is acidophilus milk, which is one of the easiest ways to get probiotics is to use this kind of milk, which has been fermented with bacteria. You may see it labeled as sweet acidophilus milk. Buttermilk, too, is rich in probiotics. 
Now, I know me personally, I've never tried acidophilus milk, but I have taken acidophilus pills before. Yes, I know that would still be considered a supplement, but in the past, antibiotics for me would give me yeast infections because it, again, it changes that flora in your gut, right? In your biome. So acidophilus pills often helped balance that for me. I've never tried the milk. Um, Certainly would be interested. I'd have to keep an eye out. I don't even know where you find that, but I would guess if I looked hard enough, I could find it at Whole Foods potentially. Number eight, some of you will love this one. When looking for a probiotic, you can look to pickles, right? Choose naturally fermented kinds where vinegar wasn't used in the pickling process. Did you hear that? Vinegar wasn't used. A sea salt and water solution feeds the growth of good bacteria, and it may make sour pickles help with your digestion. And the last one is tempeh. Made from a base of fermented soybeans, it is the Indonesian patty, and it makes a type of natural antibiotic that fights certain bacteria. It is also high in protein, and people often describe it as smoky, nutty, and similar to that of a mushroom. Would you believe? I don't think I've ever had that either. So on that Facebook page, let me know how the tempeh tastes also. (laughs) Might have to give that a try on my next uh, vegetarian day. Now, the last thing they say you can take is not a food. It's what we've talked about the most. It's the supplements, right? Probiotics aren't only in foods. They also come in lots of capsules out there. They come in powders. They come in liquid forms. And although these supplements don't provide the nutrition that foods can offer, they are, in fact, easier for some people to use. And if you think they might work for you, always talk to your doctor first. If you're ill or have immune system problems, you want to be a little bit more cautious about taking probiotics. Now, if you don't have any of the issues we talked about, some of these digestive issues, my guess is it's because your body is already doing what it's supposed to on its own. So you don't have to be taking probiotics as some kind of preventative unless your doctor has for some reason recommended it. And if you, again, have none of these intestinal issues and your doctor's recommending you take it as a preventative, I would ask your doctor why. It is okay to question your doctor. If they have a reason, great. But I would ask them why. Because again, because supplements are not regulated, Couldn't you just get some of this from introducing some of these probiotic foods? Now, again, if you don't have any of these issues, should you be eating all of these probiotic foods? Well, I probably wouldn't have them too often because if you didn't notice, a lot of them are very, very high sodium foods, very high fat foods as well. So eating all of these things like, you know, sourdough bread and soft cheeses and miso soup, I probably wouldn't do it too often. I would try to do it in moderation. So definitely remember this, don't start taking probiotics without talking to your doctor or pharmacist about whether these probiotics might help you if you have any type of immune deficiency or are being treated for cancer. You should not use probiotics, please, without talking to your doctor. Now, I personally do not take any probiotics. I do not take pretty much any supplement. As I said, I have taken acidophilus before, and I would take it again if I felt like I was on an antibiotic and I felt a yeast infection coming. 
Anything in moderation once in a while, I'm not worried about. It's when you take a supplement daily that I worry about what the compound effects could be over time just in case that supplement did have something wrong with it. Or like in this case with probiotics, there's just not enough research to truly show which probiotic strains can help which things and how much of these things you should be taking. Those things aren't really research. They have no answer for us yet. So we will hold tight and we will keep watching for that long-term research. Until then, again, you can always talk to your doctor and then don't be afraid to question your doctor. They should be able to have a nice conversation explaining why you would need to take something daily if it's for you. Or perhaps you can just start integrating some of these types of foods in moderation. But all in all, I always say, trust your body. If it feels good and there's not a problem, you probably don't need to take any supplements at all. Just keep nourishing your body with healthy food, with vegetables, with fruits, with whole grains, with meat too. Meat is fine in moderation. Everything in balance. And there you have it, the Earn That Body podcast, always here to bring you fitness, nutrition, and health information that you put into play right away. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube. 